For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Back in Throwback Thursday edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast. It's presented by Maverick Sports. I am Danny Williams along with Alex Becker. Alex, how are you, sir? I'm doing fantastic, man. Football starting tonight. Let's go. Jacked up, bro. Feeling good about it. We just got done with the radio show. It's a perfect time to come in and just kind of uh, get right into the podcast as we're in a groove here. And as it's uh, opening night in the NFL, it's happening. It's for real. We've waited and waited and waited. And now it's here. We got a great matchup tonight. We have the world champion Rams hosting the Bills. The Bills uh, favorites on the road um, against the world champs. So right away... Your yeah, on your betting dollar, and we do you know we make and do all our bets on the Maverick Sports app. Um, I don't probably would tell you to take the Rams and the points. Last year, home dogs ruled, and you could have taken actually underdogs in general ruled. If you would have taken home dogs all year long, you'd have won some good money. And if you would have just bet underdogs all year long at some kind of 60% clip, it hit. And again, a 60% clip of, uh, you know, you know, betting successfully is really honestly uh, a, pr- a pretty uh, magical number for a guy um, in terms of success rate. So just something to kind of think about for tonight's action. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast, though. Um, football season's here. Lines for every game are out. Go to Maverick Sports. Go to the Maverick Sports app where not only do they have better lines, but they're also matching your initial deposit up to $300. That's awesome. Uh, download today and bet like a Maverick. So yesterday we talked about Emmanuel Sanders and uh, Emmanuel Sanders' retirement. I'm a friend of Emmanuel's. We're pals. Our sons are good friends, play a lot of sports together and a lot of teams for um, a lot of years now. He's a class act. I'm super proud of him. He's going to have a great media life after his um, you know, his football career is over. And you know, I'd love to have the guy in here on the show, the Broncos Bliss podcast show as well as the radio show that we do at mile high sports every single day so uh you know just real quick alex didn't get your thoughts yesterday but um on the career of emmanuel's and everything that it was man i loved watching emmanuel sanders love what he brought a little he had an edge to him yeah you know undersized guy obviously wanted to play on the outside Uh, i think a lot of receivers his size are naturally in the slot but he was a playmaker um he he could talk he could talk trash with the defense Mm -hmm. could get into it with some teammates but man what an addition. What a six years he had as a Bronco and obviously a Super Bowl champion yeah. there with the Broncos. And uh, another guy that came over when Peyton Manning was here. Um, and the story that how he came here was interesting, too, how Kansas City almost oh, had him. Andy Reid. He's at their facility. Yeah. And they tried to put him. Everyone's got the story kind of half right. Here's the whole. Here's the real story. He's in Kansas City. And there's some verbiage in his contract that he didn't like. 
um, that they kind of tried to play him and pull one on, uh, you know, kind of on him. At the same time, the Broncos, while he's there at that facility, say, let's get it done here. The three years, $15 million, which at the time was just an incredible value because he outplayed that contract and overperformed that contract a ton before getting a couple more contracts. Um, he's earned, you know, three or four contracts in his career, which he always said, like, you know, you, every, you ain't shit here as a rookie or as a player on a first contract, it's all about, he, he said, his, you know, he had a coach told him it's all about getting a second and a third contract. And he said, and I got, you know, four of them. So uh, good for him, man. Um, uh, a, a ring of famer, um, a hall of really, really, really good. And uh, a dude who, you know, actually his rap sheet and resume and all that, you know, might grow as he gets more into, um, as we learn more about him and we hear from him and he gets more into, you know, that media game. But, um, Okay, yesterday there's a piece that was written on Russell Wilson that, man, had so much interesting stuff inside of it. It was kind of what I've called a hit piece. It tried to portray Russ um, as the guy who maybe wanted out, a guy who was in a decline as a player, a guy who was unhappy, um, and the Seahawks in the light of, um, you know... The good guys, okay, which it didn't all go down like that. So within the article was a lot of stuff, man, a lot of stuff that we need to talk about, a lot of very interesting stuff from Pete Carroll believing that Russell was in a physical decline and not like the not capable of doing all the things that he once was. There's that in there. There's the um, report that the Seahawks wanted to trade Russell Wilson to the Browns for the number one overall pick, okay, which they would have used on Josh Allen. Wow. That's not in there. But their general manager was um, out at Josh Allen's pro day. Mm -hmm. John Schneider. Yeah, John, John Schneider. Schneider. And, I mean, again, they got a – they're not in – he cites to draft a Josh Allen. No. They and they have a Russell Wilson. Why was that guy there? Well, because they knew how special Josh Allen was. Therefore, they went out and tried to get that number one overall pick from Cleveland. Cleveland, of course, being Cleveland, uses it on Baker Mayfield, and the rest is kind of history. So uh, Russell Wilson to Cleveland with what that Cleveland team was a couple years ago with all that great talent, um, which they won 10 games with, with Baker Mayfield. Mm -hmm. They didn't won 13 games with Russell Wilson, maybe went to a Super Bowl or AFC Championship game. So very, very interesting stuff there, right? Um I think we had a guy named Brett Davern on the show. Brett today. Davern, yeah, yep. he was good. He was great. He's a Seahawks. He does a he's a Seahawks analyst. Does a big podcast for them, um, and is a Seahawks fan, like a bona fide fan. So, I from what I got from him is that fan base is acting as though they were ready to move on from Russ, and though it was kind of mutual, it was a little ugly separation there. Yeah, in reality was Pete Carroll wants to run a Pete Carroll's style of not just offense, but a team. Mm -hmm. Pete Carroll is a defensive-minded, a former defensive coordinator uh, coach, okay? Even with all the offensive, you know, fireworks they had at USC, Pete Carroll's a defensive coach. That's where his roots are from. Mm -hmm. So Pete Carroll wanted to go back to uh, a style of play the Seahawks won a Super Bowl with and went to two Super Bowls with, was... Run the ball effectively. Be selective with your throws. Um, 
limit your amount of throws and let your defense keep you win games. Well, Russ, who, again, through all that, through all that, over his 10 years there in, you know, with the Seahawks, has more touchdowns over the first 10 years of his career than any quarterback in the history of the NFL other than Peyton Manning. We've heard us say that a couple mm-hmm. times. So, you know, again, you got that caveat there. It's very interesting uh, playing under a coach in Pete Carroll who, again, didn't want Russell to air it out. Mm-hmm. So it was a natural, again, life works. It's all about life is about timing, man. And you know, those, you know, about, it's about what you know, not who you know. Those things just kind of hold true. And the reality is the Broncos were the perfect team at the perfect time to catch Russ's eye. Um, the the uh, accumulation of talent, the brand itself of who the Broncos are and who they strive to be, um, it was the right fit in the right time for Russell Wilson to want to jump ship for the Seahawks to believe, okay, we're ready to move on and try to do this all over again. And, you know, again, it's you, you say this to guys after, like, their girlfriend breaks up with them when you're buddies, you know. You're like, yeah, man, I know she's kind of a hoe. Sorry it all happened to you. But <laughs> everything happens for a reason. Very true. Everything happens for a reason, buddy. Right? And that's the truth. And that guy's like, yeah, man, you're right. <laughs> you know, and, and in this sense, it, uh, on both sides, it's just true. True to form in the sense of the Broncos, man, made one of the most hugest, most splashiest, most blockbusters of a deal in the history of the NFL to land this guy. And I thought with incredible value, okay, which there's, I'll t- we'll talk about that. Don't forget about the value of the deal, the Drew Lock factor here. Remind me to mention the Drew Lock factor that goes into this article here. Um, it was it was meant to be. It, it was. could, could only yeah. happened at this time with this team. It could have happened with the Browns a couple years ago because it didn't happen. And maybe uh, even as a year ago as the Broncos are trying to orchestrate this same deal a year ago, quietly, both sides weren't ready to, again, the Broncos were ready to you know, give up whatever it took to get Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson wasn't ready to jump ship them. But what happened in the meantime? Well, we draft Patrick Sertan, a, a, a potentially a transcendent player, and get to keep him ninth overall. Had a decent draft last year and had a decent draft this year, even though we didn't have a first-round pick. Yeah. Okay, so. That's wild. Yeah, it is wild. So, again, uh, in that article as well was uh, a note that everyone's wondering, well, or saying, guys like me are saying, damn, two first-round picks, a quarterback and Drew Locke, who we think it was a bust and washed out, you know, already. Uh, Noah Fant, who we drafted in the first round, but if he was on the street in terms of we were shopping him, would have the value of a third or fourth round pick, a fourth round pick. Exactly. And uh, Shelby Harris, who's in his 30s. Well, uh, what seems like one of the biggest hoodwinks of all time, turns out John Schneider and the Seahawks really liked Drew Locke. (laughs) It was, quote-unquote, the quarterback they wanted. That was the quarterback that they wanted in return for Russ. Of course, not of any quarterback in the league, but of the teams kind of that Russ was interested in and that of the three or four teams that Russ might have been also willing to go to if the Seahawks were going to play uh, hardball, um, which they didn't. It worked out just perfect because they had interest in Drew Locke. Russell wants to come here. We compensated and gave them what they wanted accordingly, and we uh, the rest is history. So, again, timing, man. 
timing of this deal was so perfect for the Broncos, so perfect for Russell Wilson. And like I told that Brent dude today, never in the history of the NFL, ever in the history of the NFL, has there been a quarterback in the middle of his prime who's won a Super Bowl traded to another team. It's unheard of. Unheard of. Not Peyton, not Brady. And not Matt Stafford, because Matt Stafford hadn't done shit before, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it was a career loser, a notorious loser, um, before going to the Rams last year. So, if anything, for one, that's the most beautiful comp, is the fact that Matt Stafford, who really hadn't done nothing, uh, was being held down by a bad franchise, goes to a real winner, and look what happens. Overnight, they win a Super Bowl. Super Bowl. So, Ross is better than Matt Stafford, I think. And I think he's more accomplished, even though Matt Stafford is very underrated and a very good player. And maybe a Hall of Fame caliber player, but Russ is too. Um, and maybe John Schneider's just not very good at evaluating no. quarterbacks. Well, if- fuck no. They haven't um, drafted well there in quite a few years, since 10 years ago, since they were the Legion of Boom. They've drafted horribly, actually. So um, it's just, it's happened. It's happening. It's hard to believe. And there's a lot of people here in Broncos country until... Russ walks out there onto the field, and they boom or whatever they're going to do. And we're watching uh, Monday Night Football, and whoever's the Monday Night team now is calling the game. And uh, Russ throws that first touchdown, and we get all juiced up. It's People are still like, it's going to be hard to wrap your head around he's here. It's happened. And now, like, again, let's ride. Let's ride. It sounds so cheesy and so stupid, but, man, it, it feels good. It it's feels really, really good. Yeah. Man, super excited for this season. And I think it's just... Uh, it was time. It was time for a change there, a change of scenery for Russell Wilson. He said yesterday he'll forever have love in his heart for the Seattle you know, community, but yeah. he's not going to be thinking about the re- ovation he will receive. And they better cheer for him, like okay. you said on the show. Ten-year veteran, Super Bowl. Uh, if they boo this guy, I mean, come on. See, that Brett so, Davern was he bleeds Seahawks blue and weird green or whatever. They're neon are. green, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever he, they're wearing. Yeah. Uh, and I said, well, do they – Cheer us or boo us. And he said, eh, probably mix of both. Probably cheer him at the beginning, maybe before the game starts. Didn't really, you know, okay. But then I put him on the spot and I said, do they give him a video tribute? Two or three minutes, a little bit of music behind it, all the highlights of him winning the Super Bowl, all that kind of stuff. And he couldn't answer that until he said, well, maybe before. No, 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 Brett. During the game. Or during the very, very beginning of the game, um, during a timeout, something like that, they drop that and um, maybe try to use it to get Russell emotional and throw him off of his game rather than, we're not going to honor this guy, which you better fucking do it. You guys look like a bunch of real assholes. Yeah, unappreciative. Because, you know, my comp was, he played 10 years there. Okay, Back in the day, quarterbacks, when you were 32, 33, 34, you started to like deteriorate a little bit. Not every, You guys didn't play into their 30s and 40s back right. in the day. It was different. But the bodies were different. Science was different. You know, Football was different. But I said that my grandpa worked for Union Station, the train here, for like 25 years and retired. Mm-hmm. Instead of just you know retiring, he went and worked for the Postal Service because he was still like a young man. And he went and worked there for 25 years. And retired. He had two careers, basically. Not basically, yes. He had two careers my grandpa. And they don't make them like they used to anymore, okay? Um, Russell Wilson's doing that. He gave everything to the Seahawks for 10 years. They got nothing to be pissed about. They blew it. If anything, they should have chose Russell over Pete Carroll and John Schneider because you always take the superstar quarterback over, over the, the coach. coach. Definitely. You, and it's rare, rare, rare the Seahawks didn't. And this is going to blow up in their faces. 
they're going to be down for years. They're going to be down to the point where if they fire Pete Carroll in a couple years, John Schneider is going to be cleared out, and it's going to be a total start over for them with the start over of like starting over to what and to, you know, like how do we ever get back to where we were, a franchise that has been historically just average. You don't know what you have until it's gone. Yeah, you're and right. now he is gone. Well, again, like they, they paved paradise and put up a parking lot. A parking lot. Ugh, that song's wild. Okay, so uh, I just I think it's interesting, man. Take a little quick break here. I want to shout out our friends at Total Beverage. Everybody knows Total Bev and Westy and Thornton. Sure, Total Bev has an incredible selection of beer, wine, and spirits, but they deliver, which is important. And a little people are busy. And you might be having something at work. You might want to send a delivery over something uh, to somebody who has a little gift, something special, got a little baby coming or uh, a little congratulatory something. That's that's all stuff they do, and that's really kind of cool of them, and that's just something that not everybody does. I think you guys should consider. They do uh, online wine education classes, uh, 104th in Thornton or on Sheridan in Westminster. See for yourself. You can always find weekly deals, uh, events they put on all the time, which are really cool, and even drink specials online at TotalBev.com. Total Beverage, everything you need and more. Okay. A little bit more, call it a pod. It's been good. Uh, again, it's uh, the, the that Russell Wilson article. What just threw me off a little bit. It sounds like they're trying to make excuses, every excuse for why he's not there, for why it didn't work, um, pushing the blame on him, um, not making you know Pete Carroll out to be the bad guy, and um, making it seem as though Russ was so unhappy there, didn't want to play ball anymore so to speak you know Seahawks style of ball or even want to be a Seahawks so I expect him to get cheered and booed to where you hear both and I think that's ridiculous I think that Russ is going to have a ton of success here and I think Russ wins a Super Bowl or two here and the Seahawks will never be able to live it down and it's going to go down as one of the biggest mistakes a franchise ever made I'm letting go of a star player when they didn't have to do it. He was under contract for a couple more years. They didn't have to let him go. Okay. Um, and it's on them. It's one's on the Seahawks. Whether Russ wanted it or not. Whether Russell wanted out or not, we got to that point and, and they got to that point because of the Seahawks. Yep. Right? Uh, you're right. You're right. You always pick the player over the coach in well, the situation. Well, if it's an iconic player, especially. Yeah. Uh, maybe if this is an NBA team and you got some dickhead or something like that, that's one thing. But this is the NFL where, uh, you know, quarterbacks are rarer than plutonium or antimantium or, or the, whatever's the medals that in Wolverines, you know, things there <laughs> or whatever the metal that Captain America's shield thing is made right. out of. There's only a little bit of that in the world and it's like in Wakanda or something, right? Mm-hmm. That's how rare quarterbacks are. A real one, okay? You don't hold out or it's, you know, uh, you can't, any other player in the, in the NFL, you can't leverage yourself over a coach. Quarterback, you choose the great quarterback over the coach every time. I'm with you. I think they're going to be in quarterback purgatory for years to come and uh, go back to the days in the 90s where they're finishing last in the AFC West behind totally. all the teams. They're going to suffer. This is like a complete – you're propped up by the belief of you're still competitive from what you once were with Russell. Um, at the end of this year, they're going to be talking, do we trade DJ Metcalf? Do we uh, Jamal Adams? Uh, total blow up. It's just total uh, start over. You know how we say it's a reboot, not a rebuild. It's a rebuild. Yeah. Not a reboot, Man. as fans would say. So um, that's it. How long is this podcast today? How long, how long? Uh, we are about 19 minutes right 19 now. 19 minutes? 
Let's call it a good 19, 20 minutes here. I'm feeling good about it. Tomorrow's a football Friday. Uh, before we go, uh, one more little, uh, do you have an anytime touchdown score for tonight? Give me a final score for tonight's game. Um, and then, because you won't be in until next Thursday on the pod, tell me what you have uh, as a final for the Broncos and the Seahawks. Let's hear it, Alex. Okay, so uh, first we'll go anytime touchdown tonight. I think uh, I think Gabriel Davis is going to get in the end zone for there for the Buffalo Bills. Okay. Uh, Cooper Cup, I believe, scores, but I think the odds there were like minus 140 so a lot more value there with Gabe Davis Uh, I think the final score of tonight's Rams Bills game I'm gonna go 28 25 the Bills win by a field goal there and start 1-0 and then score for Bronco Seahawks there Monday night yeah oh I said it on the show yesterday 26-16 Denver over Seattle and uh, Russell Wilson gets uh, exact little revenge on the 12th man I love 26-16 I said 27-17 um it feels better because, I don't know, holding the team to 16 points like that, that's the kind of mojo and the kind of rep we want to want, that, that we want. If we're going to struggle early, let's not struggle early because our defense gave up 27 points and we're trying to get that figured out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easier to, to me, um, figure it out rather than go out there uh, as a disaster and then try to figure your way out in, in that sense, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, I'm yeah, we're both looking at about a 10-point victory there for the Denver Broncos. Yeah. Luck. Love it. Okay. Uh, thanks for listening to the Broncos Blitz podcast, you guys. Alex, thanks for doing it with me. Uh, looking forward to doing this with you a couple times a week or at least once a week throughout the whole season. You're my guy. Uh, find us. Where can you find the radio show? Uh, you can find the radio show. Uh, I'm at A Becker Sports there on Twitter. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Broncos Blitz podcast. Uh, all kinds of good episodes coming and uh, throughout the entire season as well. Yeah, man, uh, you're you're listening to this podcast somewhere. So wherever you found it, keep listening to it. But you can listen to it where anywhere, like on planet Earth, you can find podcasts. The uh, Apple Play, the Spotify, the iTunes, Bub, all that. Podbean. We'll tweet it out on the Mile High Sports Twitter. Yep. And that's it. Uh, catch the radio show, 10 to noon, like we said, Monday through Friday, Mile High Sports Radio, milehighsports.com, where you can watch the show. Lots of ways to get involved with us. I'm at Tweet Standing on Twitter. We really appreciate you guys. Uh, we try to do the podcast um, at a high level, and we don't try to keep you here for about 45 minutes or an hour. I think that's too much. We're like a drive-to-work podcast. Maybe get you guys juiced up, give you something that you didn't hear, maybe on your radio station or on your hour-long pod that you might listen to for, you know, throughout the day. That's kind of hard to do, but um, we're not the... Um, we're not the best, um, quite yet. There's the Dave Logans of the world, but we're like a top 10 Broncos podcast out there in the whole wide world. Climbing the charts. And we're coming Climbing for the you. Charts. So we appreciate you guys. It's going to help the Broncos. going to be great this year. So, uh, that's it. Alex, thanks man for doing the pod with me. Tomorrow will be a football Friday here on the podcast and on the radio show. I am Danny Williams. We appreciate you guys and we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night. Good night.